This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. I am literally so excited for today's episode. I just think it's so interesting. We're going to talk about lying. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Here's what I think about lying. I feel that I had been a liar for a lot of my life. I don't know if you're the same. You're an avoider. Yes. You would probably just like disappear off the face of the earth as opposed to lie to someone. Mm-hmm. I have done a significant amount of lying in my life. Okay. All for very stupid reasons. All for like small Like, basically avoidance reasons, right? Mm -hmm. Because I couldn't just, like, not say anything. So, like, lying to get out of something or to cancel plans or, you know, like, lying not really, like, that it needs to be lied. Like, I could just tell the truth, but I was so worried how someone would feel about me, so I've lied. So, when – but when you lie because you're worried about other people's feelings. Yes. It's a pro-social lie. Okay, let's talk about that. So, because that's something we want to talk about is because – did you know the average American lies about 11 times per week? <laughs> I that, that feels right. 11 times a week? Yeah, I guess. Okay, so like, you know, a little bit more than once a day. Also, the average person hears between 10 to 200 lies per day. I'm sorry. I, that doesn't feel right. Is that just from every – like, is that just like – I guess like how many I people mean, are you, you talking to? Yeah, I don't know. That's just yeah, that's just a very I don't know. Have they been watching TV? Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're watching a show, actors are always lying. I, that doesn't count as a lie. That counts as acting, <laughs> right? Okay, so well-intended falsehoods are pro-social lies, which differ from anti-social lies, which are told for personal gain. Right. So okay. one is when you're thinking about other people. The other is when you're just thinking about thinking yourself. Thinking about yourself. Okay. And I think a lot of those lies kind of fall somewhere in between. Yeah, I think you're probably right, right? And, like, and I think one of the things is, like, we say to ourselves, like, well, why does it matter? Why does it matter that I lie? Why does it matter that I fake the orgasm? And a lot of it has to do with, like, is it then become a betrayal towards yourself? Mm. Right? That you feel like you can't simply say the truth. And I think that this is a really big thing women do in relationships. Yes. Well, I think there's a piece of it that's like conflict avoidance. Yes. Right? And I love your parents. <laughs> how many how many times a day do you think that lie is told? Also, I think sometimes you get so used to like saying these things to be like com- that you don't really ask yourself like how do I actually feel about that, right? You're like, "Yeah, I love your parents." But then like do you take the time to say like, "Do I love their parents?" Mm-hmm. You know? Taking the time to say how do I actually feel about that? I mean, this is, touches on our episode from Alone Time. Yeah. Where Last week's episode, yep. Sometimes if you don't really know how you feel, it's easier to lie. And is it a lie if you don't know how you feel about it? Okay. So do you want me to – so I, I'm going to tell a lie that I've told within this year. I'm ready. Okay. So I, I believe you know about this lie. I'm sure I do. This is – my husband will be very mad I'm telling the story. <laughs> I'm going to tell the story of my lie, which is a few months ago we get a new couch – 
<laughs> you know what story I'm going to tell? I know exactly what One night, story I'm on the couch. Me and a group of friends used to play um, Zoom bingo. And it was during the time, you know, the pandemic when people were doing like Zoom behavior. Like, you know, uh-huh. we were like Zoom happy hour, Zoom bingo. The fuck? I don't know. I'm on this. I'm on. I have a marker in my hand to play bingo. I'm, you know, listening and like un- totally unconsciously, all of a sudden I have drawn a line of marker on the new couch. I, my husband, I am very ADHD. My husband is way more rigid. And I was like, fuck, he is going to be pissed. I got this on the couch. Man, I'm going to like, he already thinks I'm such a (laughs) dum-dum. And so I blamed it on my daughter. (laughs) Helpful. (laughs) I think that's a reason to have kids, no? (laughs) And was immediately caught. So I'm like, I'm just like, I'm going to pretend that Wait, I... How did he catch you? Again? Okay, so I'm going to... Pre- I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to pretend this never happened. <laughs> and then like the next day, like it was such an... It's like a red marker on a brown leather couch, right? The next day, my husband's like, what is this marker on the couch? How'd they get here? And I was like, oh, I like left a marker out and Millie got it. And like literally within like one second, he was like, he was like, okay, except for that I put that marker away Ooh. and it, it's still up on the shelf. And like, so how did Millie get it back? And I was like... Like, she grew real tall just that day. And he was, like, really pissed that I lied, right? Like, understandably so, I guess. Like, for me, I was sort of like, well, what's the big deal? I didn't do anything. It's not that big. But for him, it did matter that I lied. He was like, well, why would you have just told me the truth? And I was like, well, I went into, like, a very childlike state. of like, I didn't want to get in trouble. And when we put this question box up about tell us about lying, how many people said it was to avoid being punished? Oh, my God, so many. And so that's a child, that is like such a childhood learned behavior. I have a very similar. Okay, I want to hear yours. So one of mine, I, you know, I give my husband so much shit about not listening to our episodes. Now I'm like, please don't listen to this. (laughs) One of mine is he hates when we take the dog like out to our like back little area to go to the bathroom. Sometimes it's like raining out. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So like sometimes when he's not home. I'll, like, open up the back door, just, you know, let the dog out for a little bit. So the problem with that... Is the dog then shits and there's your evidence? No, I'll I'll pick that up if that happens. Don't (laughs) you worry. I'm sneaky with that. The problem with that is the dog has now learned that it goes out that door. So sometimes when we're eating, sometimes when we're eating dinner, he'll start scratching in that door. I'm like, so weird that he just, like, (laughs) you know? so weird that he's scratching at that door he never goes out that way yeah you and so what has happened has bill ever called you out well sometimes also our house makes a noise when you go out certain doors right so like it'll be like the back door opens you know it'll like say the front door's open the back door's open one time he was all the way what's your security system you use adt that's very cool i know so he was all the way upstairs and i was like i don't think i'll hear this and it was like open back door and i was like (laughs) And he was like, Jen, are you taking Louie out the back? I was like, no. (laughs) So, by the way, I'm still deep in the lie. I haven't got caught. I mean, he he probably knows. He knows. He knows. I can also bet money that he does the same thing. Probably. Okay, but it's interesting, right? How many lies do we say in our relationships the person knows? Oh, I have a really bad headache tonight. I can't meet you out for dinner with the girls, right? Like, I just wonder, like, sometimes in relationships, like, how much we actually know the other person's lying, and we just, like, let it happen, right? And I'm not saying, once again, none of this is wrong or right. Like, it's just interesting human behavior. It's human nature. Yes. And sometimes, okay, if I 
if I immediately come out with a lie, I feel very guilty about lying. And so I immediately am like, I should just tell them the truth. And sometimes I'll immediately, I'll be like, no, I'm just kidding. I haven't done that yet. Or like, I haven't. You say, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, you <laughs> was a joke? I wasn't kidding, though. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. If you say, I'm just kidding, though, it doesn't seem like a lie, no? Yeah. Okay. So like, think about the lies that you tell in your life. And sometimes they're lies to ourselves. Sometimes they're lies to those around us, right? Mm. But like, okay, Jen, so what's the difference between a lie and a white lie? So in a similar way, right, like a white lie is, is something to th- – when you're thinking about other people, if you think about like a pro-social lie, mm-hmm. right? So it's to protect someone else. Um, and I think that that happens a lot, right? Mm-hmm. But as we talked about, it, I think it always kind of falls somewhere in the middle, right, where we're saying, oh, we're protecting someone else, but at the same time, we're also protecting ourselves. Yeah. You know? And it's almost like the age-old question of, like, can anything be truly altruistic? Because you're doing Mm. something that's for others, but it feels good to do something for others, or it feels – and so we might be protecting the feelings of someone else, but we're also protecting ourselves in a way. But the intention – you're well-intentioned, right? The intention is, I don't want to hurt other people, right? Mm -hmm. And so an antisocial lie or a a different type of lie is just – it's more selfish, right? I'm just lying. And – um research also shows the more that you lie the more you get used to lying Mm. like the more your brain gets used to lying and it feels more natural you're you're like so desensitized to it right well i think it's also okay like think about people that get like in a deep deep lie if you're listening right now and you're like shit i'm in this or like i'm in a deep lie it's layers because usually then you have to have lie to create another lie and it feels like if i ever come out there's no going back like it makes you feel so stuck and suffocating much like student loan debt <laughs> you know like a debt where you're like i just can't breathe or like i'm so stuck in this like what am i gonna do like i'm powerless no one can know like and i think then that's when shame comes in and then shame keeps us isolated and sometimes you get right you're so deep in the lie you're like i can't pull out of this yeah. and one of the things one of the ways to detect lying is that people give too many details about something mm. right so like the marker situation where you're like, oh, yeah, it was a marker. Like, I went and got it down. And, or Millie got the marker and she opened it. Or, right? There was, like, so many details behind it. <laughs> so, but that is a way to tell if someone's lying. They get like, a lot too of many details. details yeah. The problem with that is, like, the more details you get, the deeper you're into the lie. It's, it you, it's really becomes, like, it, it, it runs away. It's, like, it's such a tangled, tangled web that you have woven yourself. So another way, these are all ways to tell if people are lying. Okay. I'm sure there are more, but we're just going to give you a few of them. Another one, and I love this, you might constantly use a qualify, qualifying phrase or someone might constantly use a qualifying phrase like to tell you the truth or honestly. That's so interesting. Or they may refrain from using I. I don't think that's always the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that if you're... I mean, I feel like some people that do a lot of lying, they can say I and like they do, like at some point you have to convince yourself. When you're deep in something, like you have to convince that it's real. Yes. Well, that's it. And that is when you were like lying to yourself. Yeah. Right? It's gotten so far in it mm-hmm. that you're basically lying to yourself. Yeah, yeah, um, They may shake their head no while saying yes. Which feels hard. It Wait, feels like patting your I'm head. I'm trying to do that. Yeah. No. Oh, no. I'm oh, saying wait. no. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. My head's like, I'm turning into a ball. Uh, that's head. interesting. I know. Okay. They could also parrot back the question 
they're asked to stall for time as they come up for with a story. Oh, that's interesting. That feels very like, That feels something I would do. <laughs> <laughs> that feels hundred percent like something I would do. <laughs> so I feel like I'm just gonna keep using this example. I'm so sorry. Okay. You're like, Emily, like how did the marker get on the couch? And I'd be like, So you wanna know how the marker got on the couch? Yes! Like, just, like, that is 100% so something I would do. what you're asking me is how the marker got on the couch, right? <laughs> like, like yeah, I, I like, would do that. That's exactly what I, I would like, say. <laughs> okay, here's another one. They may even cry as a way to garner sympathy from the person they're lying to. Oh. That feels right, very like, relevant well, in, like a, like, a cheating situation. Well, and you know what I was also thinking about is, like, also, like, um, we had conversations about like white women and like the weapon is like weaponization of tears. Yes. And like, this feels very similar to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 That feels mm-hmm. like that works. Um, so why do people lie? There's so many reasons. Yeah. Right. And this is just a small few and you might, and in our, um, you know, when we put up a question box, we Did can you also have some of those. Wait, can I have that? Do you have that receipt with you? Uh, yes, I do, ma'am. You never share it with me. I'm so sorry. Here you go. Thanks. Okay. I want to, like, just say a few. Say a few. Okay. Um, There is tons of – a lot of those, like, so people don't worry, right? Somebody had said, like, I told my parents I didn't have COVID, so they didn't worry, and they did have COVID. So that would be an example of a pro-social okay. lie, right? You don't want your parents to worry. To my to my boyfriend, now husband, about meeting up with an ex-foreclosure, he wouldn't understand it. I lied about going for a walk because I was ashamed I didn't leave the house that day. I've lied about working out before. Have you ever done that? No. Okay, that's an eating disorder thing. Okay. <laughs> um, because it's easier to spare their feelings. That's a huge one I've done. Right? Yep, absolutely. I was afraid of getting in trouble as a little kid. That one is huge. Yes. How many people had to develop as a survival skill? Lying, right? Oh, um, yeah. Just saying no wasn't good enough. I, I felt pressure to have a reason that they would think is good enough. Mm. Um, at work, lying about forgetting to do something purely because I didn't care to do it. I lied because I didn't want to admit I, I just I've didn't care that. to do that. I like that one a lot. <laughs> um, I only lie because I don't owe certain people the truth. It's not their business, but it's rude to say that. Okay. I used to lie all the time because I was afraid people wouldn't love the truth about the little things. Right? So, like, the wanting to be accepted. Yes. Wanting to, yep, be included. Um, to end a phone conversation. I do this one all the mm-hmm, time. Same. I, and, I, and I'm like, oh, sorry, Millie just woke up from a nap. So, <laughs> I'll go into that. Keep going. Okay. Um, to avoid looking like a loser, someone said. At work about interviewing for other jobs. Sadly, it's unacceptable to say you want to leave for another job. Okay, that one, understand. Yeah. To get, to get out of social obligations I didn't want to go to in the first place. This is a huge one. So many, so many people wrote that mm-hmm. in. Um, to uphold the expectations of other people. Interesting. That's an interesting one. Yeah. To protect someone's image of me. Because my mom would judge me for what I did, even if it wasn't that bad. Mostly to avoid conflict. So many people said to avoid conflict. Mm-hmm. Too nervous for people to be disappointed in me. Um, I lied because I felt inadequate. I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Like These are all things that just kept coming in. Wow. Mm-hmm. We are so excited to share our newest sponsor with you all, Hungry Root. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries and simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. The team at Hungry Root just sent me a new box full of amazing stuff. It was literally like I was opening a present going through it. Seeing what was inside and trying everything was just so thrilling. In my Hungry Root box was chicken salad, veggies, dumplings, shakes, cookies, and so much more. My favorite thing I tried was the drumroll donuts. I highly recommend them. The ordering process could 
could not have been more simple. You take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know your personal health goals, what you like to eat, the kitchen appliances you use, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all of your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to good use. Hungry Root will recommend recipes and groceries based on your personal tastes, but each order is fully customizable. Take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks, sweets, ready-to-eat meals, and much more. Hungry Root has made my daily meal prep so much easier. The mental load of grocery shopping is exhausting, and Hungry Root gives me back that mental energy. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. When bloggers or influencers post their outfit links, nine times out of 10, I click on it and immediately exit because the price is bananas. It wasn't until recently that I clicked on something expecting it to be the usual out of my price range sweater and it was under $60 at Quince. Quince has become my ultimate destination for luxury essentials that won't break the bank. Let me tell you about some of the gems I found at Quince. From their 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters starting at just $50 to their washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, Quince offers a range of high quality items at prices that are truly within reach. And here's the best part. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Yes, you heard that right. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman passing the savings on to us. I recently got my hands on one of their washable silk tops and let me tell you it has become a staple in my wardrobe. Not only is it incredibly versatile, I've worn it to work, out with friends, and even dressed it up for a date night, but the quality is unmatched. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. The one that's sticking, the thing that's sticking out is like protecting yourself. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of like, I lie to protect myself from either real or imagined judgment, Mm -hmm. right? Like the possibility of some sort of judgment. And so I think that that's a huge one. I think a lot of us do is to protect ourselves, especially if it was something that you very much used in childhood. Yes. Um, for example, this is not a good example, but I'll still say it because it's definitely, I remember I was five years old and I peed my pants and the, the teacher came up to me and she was like, Jen, did you pee your pants? And I was like, <laughs> nope. No, it's apple juice. I spilled apple juice on myself. Did you even have apple juice? Uh, no, God <laughs> And, Yo, I and bet they, teachers get the funniest shit They like probably that. get the yeah. funniest, you know, but in the moment, right, I'm avoiding or trying to protect myself from some sort of embarrassment. You know, looking back, five-year-old pees their pants all the time. Totally normal. All the time. But the teacher just said, okay, and, and said, like, the teacher didn't shame me about it. Yeah. The teacher definitely knew I was lying. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> 100%. So, but I, I think kids do this a lot to avoid yeah. some sort of embarrassment, to avoid shame in some way, yeah. to get out of things. Well, and I think that's what happened about the couch, man. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Yeah. I also like, you know, like I feel bad that I'm like, I often think like it must be very difficult for my husband to be married to me. 
I have very, very bad ADHD. <laughs> it is hard. I understand, like, we're very different. He is so much more... He also grew up in a house where there was just, like, less money. Mm. So, like, stuff was, like, you didn't not take care of your stuff. Right. You didn't get an extra one, right? Like, there was no, like, you don't fuck up material items because, like, you can't afford a ton of Different it. Like, rules. Yes, exactly. So, there was just, like, different rules about different stuff like that. And, like, I was, like, embarrassed. Like, I also felt like, oh, my God, like, you're so dumb. How did you just get a marker on this you're couch? You're being hard on yourself. Yes, right? Like, and so, like, I do think that there is a part that this leads back to self-compassion about is there lack of self-compassion that leads to lying? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're already being hard on yourself, you don't want someone else to be hard on you. I I can promise you I do enough of that for everyone. <laughs> right so it's protective right yes if you're already being hard on yourself you're protecting yourself in some way wait you said something in there yeah that made me think about something something i said something in there that made you think about something oh ending a phone conversation Mm. i think this is a big one because i really try to practice now just being like okay i gotta go yeah right that's not a lie yes i gotta go and also there's some people who are it's easier to get off the phone with than others mm-hmm. right oh you we God. could just be like i gotta go <laughs> sometimes we'll just sit on the phone and talk about literally nothing half the time the call gets dropped we just don't call back yeah <laughs> if i'm being honest and like so like to my brother i can just be like all right i'm hanging up the phone i don't feel like talking anymore like yeah. i literally will just say i don't feel like talking anymore yeah and i've started to try to do that with friends like oh i gotta go i have to i feel like it's hard to do with friends I agree. I think yeah. it's hard to do with I, it's that. I can do that no problem with like family and stuff like that. But friends, I find that a little bit more difficult too. So, and and one of the reasons why I think it's so good we talk about this is because everyone lies. I know, right? So like, f- like let's stop the shame. Like, can we have this be, this is going to be our NJ podcast, our no judgment <laughs> podcast, <laughs> which cool. it is that like, you lie, I lie, we have all lied. Let's be okay with this. Right. But I think what people get caught up on is the magnitude. I also think there's a part of, like, moral elitism Ooh. where, like, people think, like, oh, like, they're a liar. I'm better than them. Or I don't do that. But, like, bullshit. Like, we all yes, lie in different ways. But I think people get caught up, like, when does it become pathological? Oh, yeah. Especially when we talk about the topic of affairs. People get very reactive about this. So, once again, I think something to ask yourself is what's the reason why I'm lying, right? Mm-hmm. And I think because there's so much shame around lying, right, there's just a lot of shame around it, just as you said, this moral elitism, right? Like, oh, I'm better that you just lied. I caught you in a lie. Like, shame on you. Where if we can look at it from a non-judgmental way and say, listen, it is part of just human behavior to yeah. lie because we're protecting ourselves. It's like anything else. It's like getting defensive. It's like it's like anything we do. It is. I mean, my of- daughter is three and fucking lies. Exactly. So like, like I've caught her in multiple Exactly. Lies. It is part, and that's that's the thing. When yeah. you can see it in children, it's very clearly part of human behavior, yeah. right? And so I think to be able to drop the judgment on yourself and on others where you can say and you can take time to ask yourself and reflect on well, why did I lie just then? Or like, what made me lie? Because sometimes it happens so quickly that you don't even know you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I I, uh, I took the dog out front. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> just happening so fast, right? And so even if you can take time after that to say, well, why did I lie? Like, why did I pretend like I had something to do to get off the phone instead of just say like, okay, I got to go. Mm-hmm. You know, like what was hard about that for me? 
start to like get curious about the reasons why you might be lying in certain situations. And I also think just first noticing that you're lying, like sometimes we don't even notice it. And, you know, to ask yourself questions around it because there are times in which, right, it's pro-social and then there's times in which it's pathological. Okay. And the times in which it's, because that can come too with certain personality disorders and there could be ways that lying could be pathological. It can really hurt you in your relationships. Mm-hmm. And so deciphering between those two. Okay. So let's go through, like, why do people lie? Because you found a very good article on this. Number one, to avoid being punished. These aren't in any specific order. Yeah. I'm just numbering Okay. Them. I think this has got to be the most common one, right? Agreed. The most common one I hear. And it's interesting because I think part of this goes to, like, how we're treated as children that we're, like, scolded. And we're treated, like, very small, right? Like, as if children are not people, too. Right. And, like, don't deserve the same amount of respect. Like, I feel like when you get scolded, whether that's from a parent or a boss or a friend, like, I don't think adults should scold other adults. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. Right? Like, I would say but, that's probably But, like, true. our concern is that they're going Someone's to. Someone's going to scold us in some way. Yes. So, and it, <clears throat> I think it often happens, too, like, if you grow up in a very strict household. Yeah. So, like, my husband, for example, grew up in a very strict environment. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he – the only way for him to have some sort of, like, social life outside of the home was to lie. Yeah, that was it. Right? So, like, there was so much survival in that. And there's so much – it it is a learned mechanism to be able to say – you know, like, I have to lie in order to get out of the house. I have to lie in order to have some sort of, like, social life or connection in other ways. And so, like, and sometimes this pops up in our relationship. Not that he lies, but he'll ask me. He'll be like, hey, do you mind if I, like, go out and do, like, this, this, and this, this? And you're like, please. Pro- I'm I- like, go for it. I'm like, yes. you don't have to ask me. Just go. Enjoy yourself. Um, but I think in really strict households, right, yeah. you grow up having to lie in order to – have some sort of social life. Or okay, some well, sort okay. Of- so you know what's so interesting? Wait, so I'll talk about my husband's family for a minute, yeah. which is that there's huge age gaps in my – so my my husband is one of four, but there was, like, pretty big age gaps specifically between the oldest and youngest, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the oldest is, like – I think she's, like, 40 maybe, and my other sister-in-law is, like, 26, right? So that's, like, a very huge. big age gap. Like, they did not grow up together as children together, right? And because there's specifically this really big age gap between the youngest sister and everyone else, everyone acts incredibly parental to her, right? And so, like, even we were just driving – and all this stuff is, like, right on because, like, right after the holidays, right? (laughs) We're driving back home. We're talking about something with my sister-in-law. And, like, my brother-in-law is, like, saying something about, like, well, I'm going to call her. And I was like, you're not her fucking dad, dude. Like – you know, like, there is a part of, like, family dynamics that leads into this. If I was the youngest of a bunch of kids and everyone parented me, I probably felt like I was always getting in trouble. Right. Because how many parents should be involved here? And this goes into, like, is there certain siblings that have been parentified versus, like, parents that are not because they're working or there's, you know, disability. There's something else yes. going on within the home that I think can lead into all of this and it makes it that it's just so natural for you to lie. It's very hard to stop, right? And I think that's, like, one of the things that a lot of people wrote in was, like, sometimes I lie and, like, don't even realize why I'm doing it. And it's just so immediate. It's happening so quickly. (laughs) 
Skeptical about custom beauty? I get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising to fix my fine lines and thinning hair, but when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. They get personal. Pros covers everything from your concerns to your age, exercise, and stress levels in order to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. They asked me about my hair loss being genetic in my family, how long it takes for my hair to get oily after a wash, what products and tools I use to style my hair, and even my zip code to understand how the water hardness, UV index, and cold dry winter in Philly might be impacting me. Next, they recommended a full routine of truly personalized products, which were only produced after I placed my order. Nothing pre-mixed, nothing off the shelf. Since I switched to pros, I've noticed my hair is so much softer, shinier, and fuller. I keep getting asked if I got a blowout from the salon. But don't just take my word for it. In a third-party double-bind dermatologist-supervised clinical controlled study, aka the gold standard in research studies, pros prove that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or get your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash shrink chicks. Say goodbye to the cheap razor era, my friends. It's time to treat your body to the premium shave it deserves with Athena Club. Em and I just got back from an amazing trip to the Caribbean to celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our practice, the therapy group. And in haste of packing, because yours truly is a packing procrastinator, I forgot my Athena Club razor at home and had to resort to using a subpar flimsy razor that left my skin feeling anything but smooth, a mistake I will never make again. The Athena Club hype is real. The shave is seriously the smoothest I've ever experienced, and that is especially evident after having to use another razor in its absence. Aside from the amazing smoothest, let me tell you why Athena Club's razor kit is a must-have in your self-care routine. First off, can we talk about the price? At just $10, it's an absolute steal. But don't let the price fool you. This razor packs a serious punch. It comes with a beautifully made ergonomic handle and two super sharp razor heads that deliver an incredibly smooth shave every time. Plus, with the included magnetic hook, storage is a breeze. No more dealing with gooby blades or unexpected midnight shower crashing sound surprises. And the quality of the shave is top notch. Those five precision engineered blades glide effortlessly, leaving you a silky smooth skin every time. Plus, the water activated serum and built-in skin guards ensure a comfortable irritation-free shave. Are you ready to upgrade your shaving experience? Switch to the best razor on the market and show your skin you care with Athena Club. Head over to athenaclub.com to try their award winning razor and body products and get 20% off your first purchase with code shrinkchicks at checkout. You can also find Athena Club razors at your local Target store. Trust me, you won't look back. Happy shaving. Another reason why people lie is to obtain a reward not otherwise readily available. Okay. Right? So like in that example, right, if you're like, okay, I can't go out and I can't I have to lie in order to get that. Yeah. Right? Like, I have to do this in order to get some sort of need met. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. To protect another person from being punished. Huge. Huge. Mm Mm-hmm. To protect oneself from the threat of physical harm. And this is where we're going to go into this a little bit, that, like, there are times when it's necessary to lie. Yep. 
survive doesn't matter safety first that's safety it. first and sometimes it's necessary and that's okay right oh i like because the example they talked about is like a child who's home alone telling a stranger at the door his father's asleep and come back later right i cannot tell you this is when my husband travels and someone comes into like this is like a really big thing that happens in my neighborhood where someone will be doing work like taking down trees on a house four houses down and then just like knock on every door to be like hey we're doing tree work in your neighborhood do you guys have anything right and every time as a woman I find myself saying like oh my husband's not here right now you know what I mean just like as an avoidance yes. because like I'm in the house by myself there's typically like me and my child you know like my dog is huge, but is the least helpful thing in the world. No, he's so friendly. <laughs> you just I'd be getting face. murdered and Murphy would be like, hey, can hey, you rub my belly? Yeah. How's it going? So, right? Like, you know, it's so like those are things. And I would used to do that when I lived alone in the city and I would get food delivered is I would be like, hey, food's here. Oh, wow. Every time I would like do something. Yep. Out of fear. I understand that. Right? I very much understand that. Yeah. I mean, that happens. People will come to my house. Um, ask if they can clean up some leaves and when my husband's home I'll be like yeah no problem and you know make sure we have cash you know we like to help people we're like in the area Um, but if he's not home I'll be like no I don't have anything sorry yeah yeah, sorry I I don't have anything so to protect from the possible threat of physical harm one time I remember I was driving uh, I was driving from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia by myself and my car something i can't remember i don't i didn't run out of gas but like my car started making noise whatever i pulled off the side of the road and a car pulled off behind me and the guy was like hey like are you okay i like saw you were having trouble and i was like oh i'm on the phone with my husband i was not married right you know what i mean like none of this and i was just like, I'm on the phone with my husband like i was like scared right like i'm in the middle of yeah. nowhere mm-hmm. if you've ever driven from pittsburgh pennsylvania there ain't shit there nothing um and i'm on the side of the road and yeah, i'm like scary. oh fuck and like i was like no thank you my husband is actually right around the corner yeah. i'm on the phone he's coming right now and the guy drove away but like immediate lie yeah and and i have to say just as a woman you'd feel threatened all the time when you're I, by I, yourself i mean i do yeah you know i do too yeah and um i think sometimes you know men might be really well-intentioned. Like, I really do want to help this Yeah, woman. he would have been totally lovely. <laughs> and I, Never I, gave him the chance. I talk, <laughs> Never gave him a chance to find I ta- him. I talked to my husband about this because he's a real estate agent, and he's like, some, you know, sometimes I'm showing houses, but, like, you can tell that people just immediately feel a threat. Women just immediately feel a threat. And yeah. it, you just, you do. And I was like, listen, you won't, under, you won't understand this, but you just immediately feel threatened, and yeah. you just have to protect yourself, so... So um, uh, one time when I was in, so we went to Penn State, big party school, a lot mm-hmm. of like, at night at Penn State, a lot of people are walking on the street, whatever, it's very normal. One night I'm walking, I'm drunk, guy's walking behind me and I'm like, oh fuck man, right? He's like, you know, probably like 20 steps back. He crosses over the side of the street and he yells and he was like, hey, I'm just walking to West Halls behind you. I'm crossing the street so you don't feel scared. I know that my what? girlfriend has told me before that's the best thing to do. And I was like, oh wow. my God. Like it was like so nice and like very reasonable. And like, I think he could see that my body was tensed, my speed increased, you know, like he was like able to like sit and read nonverbals and did something to make me more comfortable. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That really is amazing. And so you have to know if, if they're like, if you're a man and there's women walking around you and they're tensed up, like it's just a natural reaction yeah. that we have when we're by ourselves, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. We feel like things are threatening around us. Okay. Um, to win the admiration of others is a reason people lie. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Talk about social media. 
<laughs> very easy place to lie. I'm really happy people are now doing those TikToks or reels where they're like social media is a lie and they'll go from doing their like altered picture to yeah. like what they really look like. Um, because I think it's really easy to lie on mm-hmm. social media and that's how you're very easily winning the admiration of others, right? The more likes or clicks you get. Yeah. And sometimes you feel like, okay, if I if I put this out there, even if it's not true. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I ask you one? Sure. I feel like every person I have seen yeah. that has ever published anything says that they are a best-selling author. Hundred <laughs> percent. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Then I'm like, how is every person a best-selling author? What is their definition of a I best-selling author? I don't know, author, but that's what I mean. You know? The definition of everything, right? So, like, what's live versus what's good marketing? I don't know. But, I'm sure some wonderful PR person so, told me to write Right. That. So, but that's something to think about, right? To win the admiration of others. Sometimes if you put it out there and say, I'm a best-selling author, people are like, oh, I want I want to pick up a book from a best-selling author. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and is that okay? Is yes, that a yeah. pro-social lie or is that an anti-social lie? Who knows? Who knows? Or is that a marketing tool? Who right. who knows? To get out of an awkward situation. How many times have you done this one, Jen? A million. <laughs> <laughs> A million. Yeah, right? I think that is maybe another resolution of mine. To not lie? Yeah, to just kind of like the phone situation. Yeah, uh-huh. To just be like, I got to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave here, Listen, right? I got to go. Well, also, when I, you know, as an adult, when you make new friends, they, like, don't know you as well. Yeah. Right? So I try to be very honest with, like, new friends that I make about my, how good I am with texting and, like, my boundaries because I just try to be very honest about – like how horrible I am at texting back, yeah. right? I'm just like, listen, this is just kind of how I am. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you set expectations at the beginning, you don't necessarily have to lie. They're just like, no, oh, that's true. you know, like, and so if you set those expectations in your relationship and if you're just like, and I think people appreciate it, right? Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I'm on the phone with you and I'm just like, Em, I got to go. Yeah, I don't care. Of course. Bye. <laughs> and no one cares. No. Well, that's not true. Some people do, right? And some people have had long experiences of people getting so, like, butthurt yeah. by, like, setting a boundary or doing that, which is how they've ended up lying. Some people so I love get that. talking yes. on the phone. That's true. Okay. But, like, I have friends that love talking on the phone, and they know that I don't. Mm-hmm. And so if you're very honest about who you are, your friends are sticking around, I think it makes it a little bit easier. Keep okay, going. so oh, awkward situation to avoid embarrassment, just like Jen's uh, pee-pee apple juice. Um... <laughs> To maintain to maintain privacy without notifying others of that intention, right? Like, you know, like, I guess in some ways, like what someone's talking about, like with changing jobs mm. or, you know, personal things they have going on. And to exercise power over others. Someone said, and, and the example they gave here was famously invited by Hitler. <laughs> and this Ooh. is arguably the most dangerous motivation for telling lies, to control other people. So let's get what what should we consider before telling a lie? I want you to first evaluate your intention, and this is what we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And sometimes lying happens so quickly if you're used to it that we don't give ourselves the time to say, "What's the reason why I might be lying?" And when you give yourself the time to say, "Like, what's the reason why I, my, why I might be lying?" You have the opportunity to dig into it a little bit and say, "Is this helpful for me?" Right? To ask yourself mm-hmm. that question. Is this helping me or is this not helping me? Yeah. Right? So evaluate your intention. Also consider the long-term consequences of your lying. Mm-hmm. So 
that's really important because sometimes, right? So a long-term consequence for me is that my dog now scratches at the door. <laughs> it didn't work out well. Did not work out well. That is not something I evaluated beforehand. Like Pavlov's dog, they learn. They learn where they're going out. <laughs> is, but there's no really long-term, I guess, long-term consequence about me lying about the marker <laughs> was that what my husband held? I don't think he would have held it over her head. I basically was like, she's two and a half. She's not getting in trouble. Right. I am. It makes a lot of sense. Honestly, I think that's a that reason one was to worth have it. kids, no? <laughs> yeah, that one's worth it. I like, one of the things I talked about, like, the danger of telling lies is, like, not getting the help that you need. Mm-hmm. This is a big one for me. When I have said I am fine for so long, everyone just simply just assumes you're fine and you're strong and you don't need anything else. And that is a problem. So... That's a perfect example of like a lie that we tell very frequently that I yes. think a lot of people tell you like, oh, how are you doing? You're like, I'm good. Like, I'm doing great. <laughs> are you? It's 2022. Are any of us good? Also, I think. Anyone been good since 20, also, 2019? I haven't. Also, that answer is so like, it's so complicated, right? Yes. You're not just good. Yeah. Right. You're probably a bunch of different things, but I think it's easier, right? To just say, I'm good, right? You're kind of avoiding that. Mm-hmm. It going deeper. You're protecting yourself in some way. Um, but yeah, it keeps you from saying like, actually, I'm really struggling, right? Yeah. And for your friend to be able to say like, oh, like, let's talk about that. Yeah. Or do you need help with something? And listen, I want to also like be like, remind you all that like at no point, like, like we said, like this is NJ podcast, no judgment podcast. Okay. So there are times that lying is your only option. If you're in an abusive situation, if you're in a dangerous situation, if someone is intoxicated, if something is for safety, fucking lie your ass off. Nobody get like like anything that you need to do. And I think that lying, we have this idea, and like part of this, I'm sure, is like some type of once again, like moral morality thing that like I'm good or bad if I do this, but like it's it's so much more complicated than just good or bad. You're That's human. not what this is. You're just human. Everyone's human. Right. And so I think to take that away to say listen everyone lies yeah just figure out what your intention is of lying and am i being honest with myself and one of the things that i think is really important is you know when you lie and if you're frequently lying in your relationships it keeps you from these opportunities to have more intimacy in your relationship to really say it's almost like when you first start dating someone right and you want them to like you and so you might make up a few lies or you might you might ex- you know exaggerate on certain things the tough thing about that is that then they end up liking you for someone that you are not that's a big problem keeps you from a level of intimacy and connection with someone when they really know the real you yeah and just so you know you can be loved for exactly who you are yeah even if your parents can do that that way. And I think that's what the problem is, is I showed my family at a young age who I was and that was not okay with them, right? Especially if we're sitting here talking about like gender or sexuality, like there's some people that have actually been punished, right? That have been sent to conversion therapy that have done really horrible things. And so the lying you've done is not making you a bad person. It's just needed to protect yourself. We figure it out from a very young biological way. We're just saying, check it out. What's working for you? What isn't? And how do I want to change that? Right. Is the lying that was once working for me Not working. still working in this situation? Yeah. Um, do you have a Dear M and Jen? I do. Let's hear it. Give me like a Jeopardy. That's not Jeopardy. Close enough though, no? It's added more upbeat than Jeopardy. Jeopardy makes me sound like the timer is a ticking. 
Right, I know. It puts a little too much pressure sure, on yes. the situation. And Thank then I you. have to end up lying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dear Emma Jen, I have no idea if this fits, so bear with me. My best friend across the country just started dating a new guy. I've been getting really weird vibes. Ooh. Our other friend and her fiancé met the new guy and really didn't vibe with him. Mm. His social media presence is very off, and I just have a weird feeling. Do I leave it be and let my friend figure it out, or do I say something? Do you lie or not? Do you lie or not? <laughs> right? This is a bigger question, I think. Okay, so part of this is personality. You would obviously leave it be. Would you not? I'm so sorry. I made an assumption, first of all. Uh, no, no, no. So, so my mind goes in multiple directions, and I'll tell you why. Is I have more questions for this person. because I think We need a phone line. If my friend, if there, were, if there was some sort of like threat of safety in some way, like there's a difference between me just not vibing with someone's partner Maybe. and that being just about like a personality difference than me thinking that my friend might be in like an abusive relationship or my friend might be, you know, there's a threat to their safety in some way. You know, I think so. There's so many times where you're not going to vibe with your friend's partners and that that's okay. But, you know, I'm thinking for me – I would if, – if there was some sort of threat to the safety, if their personality changed dramatically and I saw it coming out, I might bring something up over time. Yeah, I think I would too. I mean, I would probably bring something up because it's me. <laughs> like I, no matter what. And I simply can't help myself. But I think I'd bring it up in a way of, once again, like this idea of the compassion and curiosity of like – what's working for you in this relationship tell me about how he treats you how's your relationship with his friends and family or is he a loner you know what i mean like i think Do i some would digging. ask yeah i would ask more information and also i would genuinely want to know if this person's okay right like maybe she just likes like a total weirdo and like fucking let that free flag fry and like fly fry, fry. and like fry right too. like go for it like there's nothing wrong with that but i would like i would want to know and i would also say like hey like if either of us were in an unsafe situation how would we let the other person know and how would we know right and that's like an ongoing conversation that requires directness and honesty and not avoiding right and it doesn't mean you have to be like i don't fucking like your boyfriend but there's a way that you can do this that is loving and caring but if your friend has already dealt with it from other people being accusatory they might be on guard and then lie right and I think I love what you said that you're because you're having also a one-on-one conversation with them and I think you know when we're we care about our friends but sometimes when we don't want to address things directly we talk to other friends about it right we'll say like oh well what do you think about him or we'll check out their social media and so I love what you're saying about having this like one-on-one conversation to be like oh how is it going with you and this guy yeah you know like you're directly addressing it with your friend and so to be able to do that and kind of gain some more information and see how it goes. So, hey, if you like this episode or you want to lie about it, feel free to send it to a friend. If you didn't <laughs> like this episode and you want to lie and rate five, five stars, stars we <laughs> Please support do that. you. We ask you to rate, review, um, subscribe, follow on Apple Podcasts, and also review also now on Spotify. Um, We can't thank you enough for being here. We will see you all next week in the year 2022. Here we are. We're doing it. And don't ever forget that to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. 